Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. Yours truly, the Rambling Viking. Um, hope it's been a good few days since last heard or since I last talked to you. And you guys had a great weekend. Um, something I want to talk about today basically stems from a Reddit post that I saw. Uh, by now, you probably kind of get my politics. I fall under the umbrella of conservative. However, I like to think of myself as really closer to a centrist. Um, I do not blindly defend Donald Trump. I think he is a doofus in a lot of ways. However, I do not believe that he is uh, the reincarnation of Hitler either. Um, And I don't think that um, Democrats are just evil, bad people. I think um, a lot of them are just, I think today in our politics, we're pretty polarized and both sides really um, fall into a bit of a group think and just, uh, you know, need to aren't able to reasonably communicate with each other because we demonize each other too much. So that's not really, so I'm, I'm, that's not really what I like to see. Um, I obviously want to try and bridge the gap in the conversation. However, being a Viking, I'm very opinionated and very loud about my opinions. Don't misconstrue this as, um, I'm not open minded. Uh, I'm just loud. All right. So anyways, um, looking through Reddit and this was uh, found on a political humor subreddit. And basically it was a tweet from Bloomberg. I don't know if this is actually real or not. Cause you know, people doctor all this stuff, but regardless, regardless, um, you know, Bloomberg tweeted the richest could lose hundreds of billions under Elizabeth Warren's wealth tax. And then somebody else who I have no idea, Andy Zeisler, Zeisler, uh, who's verified. I'm assuming she's some sort of reporter or activist, but <clears throat> says, yes, that's literally the point. You know, the classic kind of uh, internet joke that's been going around. It's like, yeah, that's literally the point or um, kind of in line with, uh, hey, the response of, hey, I'm looking for X, Y, and Z. And someone says, hey, and they're like, uh, excuse me. He's like, no, literally, that's me or something like that. You know, you, you, guys, you guys are familiar with the joke. Well, nonetheless... You know, this had a lot of likes and awards, and I started looking through the comments, and I was just interesting, just browsing, like, hmm, because it prompted the thought of where I see um, kind of where things are diametrically opposed here. On one side, you have what I would like to say is, um, you know, that rich people aren't bad. They're rich mainly because they they worked or you know, found themselves in a position and, and work things right and now have a lot of money. And, but then on the other side, but then there's definitely this one side of thinking that um, they may not acknowledge it because they may not realize it all the time. But some people I think do acknowledge it because they fully realize it and actually believe this, but believe that um, wealth is indicative of some form of is, is purely a byproduct of uh, being, in a state of privilege, which I'm not going to lie, sometimes, yeah, uh, but that but that, that goes into the whole discussion of, you know, you can't control what you're born into. And yes, people, some people are born into, you know, super wealthy families and are super wealthy. Some people uh, are born into super wealthy families, um, but then end up being just middle class and poor like everybody else. Um and then some people aren't born into wealthy families and find themselves poor 
or broke, I should say, their entire lives. And some people aren't born into wealthy families, but then climb their way, uh, if not at least in the middle class, but into extreme wealth. I mean, honestly, look at a lot of professional athletes. That's you look at their stories, their backstories, and you hear guys who, you know, had it was it was like six people living in a two bedroom house and it was, you know, single parent situation and they found a way out. And now they're, you know, making tens of millions of dollars. <clears throat> Basically, a very roundabout way, kind of rambling, surprise, um, just about what well, this prompted my thought of um, the caption on this picture that they posted from these tweets was playing the tiniest violin. And it's two things. It's one, it's a it's a general, you've seen a general demonization of the wealthy. Um, the most common things that you hear are, um, you know, they have more money, they know what they do with, so let's let's take their money which I don't necessarily agree with because then it's you're being the the financial arbiter and moral arbiter in a lot of ways when you're looking at someone and saying you have too much money, you know, what's his basis on? Is, you know, what do you what is your what is your measure? Are you going off of what could support you versus what could support them? And then the question comes in so just out of the gate, you all you're looking at is amount of money that they have and saying, yeah, they really don't need that. And it's kind of this weird subjective mindset that I don't really agree with person. But then, so you have that side of things and you also have the, um, you know, you don't deserve that. Or, uh, generally you have, you know, you didn't, you didn't work to get it. You, you not cheated, but took, um, you take, uh, advantage. Thank you. You took or do take advantage of, um, the, the poor, um, or your situation and you find yourself being ultra wealthy. And then you unfortunately have a, the, the problem of when people get a lot of money and a lot of power, they ultimately are corrupted. I think on some level, not everybody, but corruption is, um, that does happen once you get in the upper echelons of things because greed and you know, humanity, you know, and so then you have you have that partially supported by stuff like this Jeffrey Epstein where nobody knows really how he got rich, but he managed to get rich, but he didn't really do much. And so it's just like he kind of finessed his way into a lot of money and being this billionaire bigwig. And then and then turns out he has this really dark side that he fed and that he helped other people feed in a terrible, terrible way. And it's like, wow, he was an absolutely awful human being. But when, when people bring that up, I just kind of look, I, I step back and say, you kind of got to look at this on a grand scale, right? You're sitting here acting like you're, what you're almost saying in that instance is like, ah, rich turns, being rich turns you evil. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. I look at it. I, I set the money aside and say, you have good people, you have bad people, and we're defined by our choices and our choices can lead us down uh, either path. Everyone has, at the end of the day, everyone has their own choices to make and they can decide to make choices um, good choices to live a wholesome life, or they can, um, you know, be steered and not necessarily, they're not always just saying, oh, I'm going to be bad. But a lot of times it's, you know, w- what the choices you make of who to surround yourself with and what kind of people to have in your life. And that ultimately leads you down a dark path. Sometimes it's just, you just can't, um, be self-disciplined to manage, to manage your, your urges and, uh, that you have to, to be the way that you are. And so, I step back and say, there's, there's basically, I'm trying, I'm trying to say is there's good and evil people. Um, there's, there's always good and evil people in every walk of life. 
you know, money aside, I think you always have that. I think it gets exasperated when you're super wealthy and you and you're able to kind of indulge yourself by having a freaking pedophile island. Ugh, I shudder just saying it. But um, so, anyways, I see that, and I'm just and and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna scroll through, and honestly, a lot of them is uh. And, you know, a lot of it looks at and I'm, and I'm seeing basically a lot of demonization. And so I decide to, of course, uh, make a comment. And my comment is this, basically, because when, when they say, yes, that's literally the point that the ultra wealthy is, you know, is getting taxed. I don't necessarily disagree with. I haven't fully figured out my tax policy, whether I'm for flat tax or. Um, you know, different tax rates depending on, um, you know, for, for different income levels to a certain extent. Uh, however, I can say this, I'm not really for marginal tax rates, meaning, oh, after you make $10 million, every, every, every amount of money you make after 10 million gets taxed at 70% because then you're literally, you're almost punishing someone for being extremely wealthy. And, but, but really more so, this is the kind of the premise that I find it falling under is, um, this is, this was my comment in quotes. I put, excuse me, you're too rich. You don't need all that money. I know how to use your money better than you do in quote. And then I said, yeah, no, thanks. Because honestly, I think that's the premise in a lot of ways is what you're saying is, Hey, you're too rich. You have someone, whoever deciding, um, Hey, you're too rich. You have too much money. You have $10 million. Oh man, you only need $2 million. Or $3 million. So we're going to take 70%. The government's going to take 70% because we can do better with your money than you can. Because we don't, and, and another way you're saying, you know, we don't think that you're, you're using your money wisely. That money could go to help poor people. And so you're almost inferring that they're just hoarding this $10 million or whatever they have in this example, and that they're using their money poorly. And then and then on another hand saying you're you're almost hey you're bad for that you don't need all that and and it's this weird and my my question is okay so they earn too much money but what it like where's the standard that this is based upon you know is this where it feels very arbitrary a lot of times because I think I think naturally people look at that and say they'll um you know they'll kind of instinctually base it upon their personal view of what enough money is problem with human nature is we're greedy. So it's like, Hey, you, you know, as say you're single coming out of college and you start making $40,000 a year, you never made anywhere close to that or whatever. That could be a lot of money at the time. Then you get married, then you get a dog and you have kids. And all of a sudden you're like, man, if only I made a hundred thousand dollars a year, I could be more comfortable. But then when you get to that point as humans, we find a way to spend all that money and be a little bit more lax. And we say, man, what if I, if only I made $200,000 a year. And then you know, I think we all understand the problem here, right? Now, looking at it from my, my perspective on the situation is, for the most part, these people work extremely hard and, and got themselves into situations to be extremely financially successful. They're not necessarily evil for doing that. Not to say there's not bad people in those positions who all they care about is money because a lot of times a lot of these guys, a lot of these people – their big deal is, hey, uh, money, you know, 
uh, I think I think we all understand there's plenty of people out there who say who kind of who believe that life is all about getting that cash, as they say, getting the check, you know, getting as rich as you can. And that's an unfortunate false narrative that you think you're going to be you're going to be somebody because that's kind of the measure of today's of, of success today and, and how good you've done in life is, oh, how much money have you made in life? And I don't I don't personally agree with that. And I think you guys I think um, all my listeners understand that. But, uh, you know, that's that's kind of what we're going. So I said that. And then let me see. I'm trying to find where I can view all of the comments because it's only showing. Ugh, this sucks. Well, I said that, and then I got a response from, of all people, no, I'm not going to say his name. Uh, it's not about how knowing how to use it better. It's the fact that they literally don't deserve to have as much money as they have. Which, as you heard me say before, or which, which was I thought was an interesting response, and I said, and so my my response instinct is, okay, why don't they deserve this money? And some other people actually agree with me in this thread. Um, I said, by what measure do they not deserve it? It's not a crime to be financially successful. And then they responded with, because they didn't do the work. And I haven't haven't responded anymore because a lot of times on the internet, getting into these nuanced conversations just isn't worth it. It's going to take a lot of typing, a lot of thumbs, and you're really not going to get be able to get your point across how you want. So, you know, I just prefer to be able to sit down and, you know, do a podcast, have a conversation with this uh, person and just get their viewpoint on it. But it, that, that's a weird saying they didn't do the work. So then you're generalizing and saying that ultra wealthy people did nothing, get ultra wealthy. Um, but I think what they're kind of getting at is saying like, okay, you're the owner of a big, you know, you're a big CEO, big wig. You're not on the ground doing all the work. You're, um, but you're getting all this money. But I think what people forget to look at is, uh, okay, they just didn't magically appear and say, I want to be the CEO. And they're like, okay. Uh, and then you're the CEO. It's kind of a ridiculous premise um, that I don't disagree. I don't agree with that at all. Saying they didn't do the work. First of all, I don't agree with the first thing. They literally don't deserve. Because then you're talking about getting what you deserve. And I come from a standpoint of A, giving people the benefit of the doubt that they earned this money you earn the wages you 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 work hard and you do your due diligence and you find you know you take take a hold of opportunities that come your way and you can find yourself being financially successful however it's not foolproof you know why cuz life this is this is the general premise that you have to keep in mind life in a lot of ways is not fair meaning we're not all graced with the same opportunities. We're not all graced with the same situation. However, thank goodness in America, I'm going to tell you, it's not now it may be quote unquote easier for certain people to find their way down a path, which I don't think a path to being ultra wealthy, any way you look at it is easy, really by any stretch of the imagination or, you know, oh, it's significantly easier. I mean, outside of the fact of maybe if your dad was a billionaire investor, then he taught you everything he knows, but still. I think the chances are just as good that you are complacent and you blow all that money and you find yourself um, in a terrible situation. You find yourself and you end up on skid row or something like that. Um, but, you know, that's not the general perspective. So let me pull up these other ones, uh, these other comments that came back. It was a whole thread. Actually, I can pull it up on my phone. That would be easier. 
but that was that was the initial response to it and i was like that's that's interesting right because really what it makes me think is okay so where cuz i just want to i want to kind of get to the root of it you know where are you getting this idea that okay they don't deserve as much money as they have because I always, what I like to go to, you know, how people always like to say, you, you know, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know my story. You don't know their story a lot of times. But I think this person has had a very specific, very specific ultra wealthy people in mind here. I think talking like probably referencing um, subtly to like Jeffrey Epstein and stuff like that. And so um, let's see if we can. Okay, there we go. Yep. You got all the comments. So anyways. Oh, here we go. Yep. Here's another comment. So they took my format and just redid it. And this one was definitely taking a shot at Jeffrey Epstein. Um, you can see how specific they get. Excuse me. I earned all this money that I won't even be able to spend in a lifetime, but you have not earned an amount that will allow you to live comfortably despite working two jobs, which has become a common narrative. But, and I think people overstate how many people work two jobs, but different podcasts uh, or different that that can be a different topic for a different day. Um, I decide who earns what money now, excuse me while I go party with pedophiles and assassinate anyone who speaks up in quote. And they said, no, thanks. So it's obviously, um, a knock on Jeffrey Epstein, but at the core of it, I don't think they decide who makes money. I mean, you do, but you don't, it's not like they're sitting there going, yeah, I want to keep these people poor. Um, and, and I think that's the issue is they, 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 once again, you're looking fundamentally at that thought process and you can conclude and you come to the conclusion that this person basically saying inherently being rich is evil in some way, shape or form, making and, and making more money than you can spend in a lifetime is, oh, is, is evil when I don't think that's necessarily evil. I think that's just that's what happens with some people and that's how things go. You know, um, it's neither good nor bad. It's amoral, really. Now. When you get in the specifics of, you know, pedophile island and stuff like that, yes, evil. But just the pure fact that you make all this money and there are poor broke people out there, that's just you're at that all you're stating is you're just pointing out the fact that life is not fair. And I'm sorry. However, you know what's amazing? We live in a place where you can overcome. It has all it had and we have tremendous amounts of class movement, meaning people crawling out of their situations, taking opportunities, working their butts off and making a better life for themselves. And that is literally, you know, that's what do we call that? Oh, the American dream. Um, yeah. And so somebody else also responded to that, uh, that other comment, that first comment I mentioned, and they said, well, you don't deserve your money either because you don't work as hard as me. So I'll be taking 5% of your wages. And that's kind of a funny, slight point. Um, I wouldn't have gone that direction, obviously, but uh, it is interesting because he, he's pointing out the subjectivity and the relativity um, that doesn't make sense in that statement of they don't deserve their money. Well, you don't work as hard as them, so you don't deserve as much money. Um, <laughs> so, do do do. Oh, wait. Yeah, uh, somebody posed a question back to their comments that if they don't deserve all the money they have, why did people give it to them in the first place? Uh, also that's an interesting question. And then someone said, is this a serious question? Uh, I would go with, yes, I think it's absolutely a serious question. Mm. And he says, where do you think they got their money from, from the hard work of their employees? So this points out another fundamental issue with the situation. 
is it's seen as oppressor and oppressee or slave owner and and slave is is the narrative that people have in their minds is bosses are evil and bosses are exploiting employees so they can get richer instead of saying bosses are put in place to manage employees they get paid more because of the scope of work that they're doing meaning you know they and and they they have worked their way to get there and this is all voluntary we're all we're all buying it's basically signing up for this and we know what we're getting into whereas in slavery it's involuntary big key difference there that people love to forget about and that's what that that statement points that out right there that they're not even thinking about from the hard work of their employees and um uh, but i love how someone followed that comment and said who chose to work there boom making making my making that point exactly saying you're making a choice to work there now i don't always agree with going down this path because i think there are you know it there are a lot of people in situations where it's like they're trying to make you know more money but they just can't get above this certain level of job or whatever it may be um and then someone says you know what other choice did they have and at this point we're so deep in the weeds at forming this hypothetical narrative about these people who really don't exist um, because we're not necessarily citing a specific situation. And so, we're, and, and that's, that's my bigger problem with this issue is you get too much into creating this narrative of going back to one of the original comments, somebody who works two jobs, but can barely afford to feed their family, which is a real life scenario, but you're painting this with a broad brush. Like it's half of the country or something like that. And it's all these people as opposed to saying, all right, actually how many people are working two jobs? but are struggling to make ends meet. And I know there's statistics on those. I don't have the statistics on those. If you have the statistics on that, uh, feel free to send them my way. Um, and then, you know, so they continue down this rabbit hole basically. And, uh, geez, this really got deep. Anyways, damn it. I'm trying to read. Yeah. Okay. And then they, they, they got to, you know, hey, when they get apply for a job, it's not minimum wage and people laugh in their faces. But anyways, and then here we go. So somebody jumps in with once again, kind of continuing the narrative saying they were born underprivileged uh, because their choices were limited because they were born poor and had no ability to pay for higher education that would allow them to get a better job. So this falls under the myth that you to in order to get a very good paying job, you have to go to college. Uh, somewhat true. I think it was more true 30 years ago when it was when there was a very clear distinction, like where you still had a lot of people just coming out of high school and getting uh, regular, um, what I would call more blue collar jobs. And then, but you had, you go get a four year degree and it was more clear plan. You get a four year degree, you get in this and then boom, you're, you're ceiling. Basically you're raising your ceiling, which I don't disagree with that you can do now, but I think we've hit a point where higher education has become overbearing. Um, in financially, I think, I think it's, it's gotten out of control and there's too, there's too much administration and that's what's uh, in large part allow, um, causing the prices to go up and there needs to be something done about that. It needs to be because it's just outrageously expensive. doesn't make sense for anybody. And that's why I'm honestly becoming less and less of a proponent of going, yeah, go to your four-year school and get a ton of debt. You know why? Because there's tons of community colleges around there. You can go get two-year associate's degree, very, very cheap. You can work through it because the schedule is easier to manage. And then you can, and that, and then, because you can get basics and you can even get a lot of prereqs done there. And then you can only 
And then you can go specifically into a very specific degree program, only go maybe two years at a bigger school. And by that point, if you've been working, you've probably been able to save up some, or you'll just accrue maybe 10 to, you know, I don't know, 10 to, you would accrue a lot, instead of being like hundreds of thousands of dollars of debts, you'd maybe be in the low tens of thousands of dollars, which still isn't great. But at the same time, then you at least have an associate's degree and you can maybe get started and you've already bumped yourself up one tier and then you can start working, you can save up maybe, and maybe through getting an associate's degree and doing these prereqs and doing so well, there's certain scholarships you can apply for, but, and and then you can go to that four-year school and finish out and get a bachelor's, um, which you've already a lot of the way uh, on your way to getting, but it's a long way of saying like, look, I don't totally agree with the narrative that's still being preached that it's like, you have to go to college to be able to do that. You know why? Because I'll, I'm going to list, I'm going to list, I'm going to list an area right now that you can get into. And it's not super expensive to go to the school. It may cost you several thousand dollars or something like that, but you can go to these schools and then you can make something like hundreds uh, of thousands of dollars. And oh crap. I lost my point, but anyways. Oh no, where did it go? All right. I lost it. Dang it. But that's, that's, oh, sorry. So people love the site garbage men. Garbage men can make like 70 grand a year. You know why? Because pun intended, it's a garbage job, meaning not a lot of people want to do it. And if you go back to micros, dirty jobs, these are jobs that people don't necessarily, that aren't being highly sought after. So you can do it, be one of the only people to do it and get paid very well to do it. But you want to know some maybe less nasty jobs that also you can make a lot of money doing Um, HVAC. Heating, uh, ventilation, and air conditioning. You can do electrician. These are trade schools that you can go and do that there's always a market for because you always, people are always having, oh, plumbing is what the other one I meant to say. You always need people's, plumbing's always breaking, their, uh, their electricity's always jacking up, and especially with heating and AC, since you live in the right places. That's always, and those jobs can pay really, really well. And these are relatively, um, and I would, I would call I would, at a fraction, a small fraction of the cost of going, maybe getting, going full blown and getting your four year degree. Uh, so anyways, dang. Use it better. So they talked about the taxes, right? Oh yeah, there we go. From the, from the hard work of the employees. So building, like I was saying, going on top of this, here we go, because their choices are limited because they were born poor. So basically they're building this narrative and saying there's no escape from this. So they're stuck in this terrible position. However, I sadly, I do pity these people, but I don't think it's the government's job to take from the richest and say, Hey, we have these poor people that we need to take care of to an extent. I I think, I think if, if we're going to do that, it needs to be very, very, very minimal. I think it's, I think we need to put that responsibility back on the people and building, rebuilding our communities, meaning whether it's religious groups, it's neighborhoods, it's whatever you want to call it, it's families, it's rebuilding that part of our culture and instilling that we take care of our neighbor. If your neighbor is in need, you help them out. If somebody needs a jump start on the side of the road, you stop, you give them a jump and then they'll, and then when they see someone in trouble, they'll do the same. And it's, we all come together. It's basically extending that olive branch to your neighbor. And could help 
a ton as opposed to saying it well we keep we, keep, we still have poor people which hard fact you're always going to have poor people um but <laughs> Which I know it may be hard to face because that's why I said hard fact, but we, we live in a – well, you definitely heard that. Uh, sorry about the dogs. They were laying here peacefully, and then I guess there's somebody – one of the neighbors is in their backyard. Dad, well, anyways, ignore that. <laughs> um, it's it, We live in a fallen, broken world where, unfortunately, there was – we will not reach a perfect place where there are no impoverished, starving people ever. And however, I do have faith that we can always do better and we can reach what I, what can be dubbed the best good, meaning the best possible scenario we can get to with the understanding, the underlying understanding that this world has fallen and broken. And I think that's where a disconnect is. Now, when you, when you look at the, the size of this argument is one side now, while they may deny that, no, I'm not seeking utopia. I know that's not possible. Everything they're saying points to that though, saying that, you know, nobody should be in, when you hear people like Bernie say, nobody should be impoverished. Yes, I agree with you. However, I need, you need to add to that same, nobody should be impoverished, but unfortunately I think that's always going to be an issue plaguing this earth being a fallen imperfect world. Now, I think we can insulate ourselves and do better and always be seeking to reach that perfection. Basically, the basic premise is you seek perfection, understanding that you will never attain it. It's kind of like my Christian belief system. You know, you try and live like Jesus who lived a perfect life, but with the understanding that you will never attain it. You know, you, you seek this because where you'll fall when you don't, um, because you'll, you'll, you'll always end up being better than what you could have been by pursuing that. Um, but I think the difference is understanding and I'll, I'll just close out with this is I could go on and on about this thread, but my favorite statement comes towards the bottom of the end of this saying, bro, you're asking them to work instead of begging for handouts, which yes, I agree for, uh, I agree with, <laughs> damn it. He says, these Robin Hood LARPers are convinced the world will be a magical place if we, in quotes, eat the rich, as they like to say, which I think sums it up in the best possible way. Robin Hood <laughs> LARPers, which, first of all, that's just, that's just a really, really clever thing to say. You know, they're saying their LARPers are live action role playing here, um, like they want to be these activists and things like that, which... It all comes back to, look, it's good intentions, but it's a road to hell, you know? Uh, but, I, but I definitely think where it, it's a situation a lot of times where your actions do not reflect or reflect something. Don't Your actions and your words don't reflect each other in the sense of, I believe that you confront these people and saying what you're calling for is some sort of utopian society. The general response of any sane person will say, yeah, I, you know, I understand we can't get it to utopia. However, we should still do X, Y, and Z. But the problem is X, Y, and Z works on, works from the premise or is operating under the premise that you can attain this goal and there's a way to reach this utopia. And it that's ultimately what it points to. It's like you're driving in the car and the guy 
the person is pulling into the parking lot of Wendy's and you're like, hey, uh, why are you taking me to Wendy's? I told you to go next door to Sonic. Yeah, no, we're going to Sonic. Um, but they keep pulling into Wendy's and then pulling into a parking spot and you're saying, no, 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 I want to go to Sonic. And they say, don't worry, I'm not taking you to Wendy's. We're going to Sonic. And but the whole time they're still driving you towards Wendy's or guiding you that way. And so it's just like that. That's not the best analogy. Uh, fun fact. I actually recorded this, um, the back half of this, the last, whatever, um, the last five or so minutes, uh, I actually are recorded and it was almost 15 minutes extra. So it, was, it, it went from, uh, cause the first segment, which you can't tell because I spliced it perfectly ended right at around 28 minutes. And then the last back half after that of this episode is actually a second separate clip, but that I recorded just basically on the heels of it because I had to pause. Um, but I recorded really great, a little 15 minute closing thing. And then, uh, the recording wouldn't upload and I lost the audio. So this is actually take two on this. Um, so it's a little bit more condensed, but nonetheless point remains is, and I had a really better analogy, um, for that situation, but basically point remains is the rhetoric, the rhetoric operates under the, under the stance of, yeah, there can be a utopia or seeking utopia, um, without seeming regard to the fact that we won't reach a utopia. And, uh, at the end of the day, look, there's this, I think we're, we're getting, we're finding people in these deep rabbit holes where rich and wealthy, or at least ultra wealthy equals evil and have somehow done something wrong. And so they must be required to give that wealth up. And it's just a, it's a, that's just a very weird place for me to, that's a very weird place to be. But, uh, ultimately that this little Reddit thread that took me down this rabbit hole, thought it was pretty interesting. Thanks Reddit. Um, actually just had a very interesting discussion on abortion. So I'll probably end up doing another Reddit thread episode, um, uh, on this discussion with abortion, even though, I mean, I know I've done an episode on abortion, but I think this one fleshes out a lot of specific arguments that, uh, I can talk about the issues. So anyways, uh, be coming up soon. Sorry if you can hear it scraping in the background. My dog thinks it's fun to push his antler around on the hardwood, but anyways, gonna be coming out soon with the week NFL week two recap. Should be pretty interesting. Uh, the NFL just keeps the craziness coming. But anyways, love to hear your thoughts on this subject. You guys, let me know what you think. Uh, if you agree, disagree, or where you agree or disagree with me on these things, um, something that I missed or maybe misspoke on. Please let me know anything and everything at Rambling Viking on Twitter um, or the Rambling Viking at gmail.com. Send me an email. Uh, I check those regularly. Even though I've gotten zero emails or tweets, uh, so that's fun. But, <laughs> anyways, I'm gonna keep pushing for you guys uh, for you to hit me up on this and chime in whenever you want. But uh, until next time.